Uh, Doug Karish is the voice of Michigan football, along with John Jansen, doing a great job in year one. He is standing by on the Meyer guest sign. Uh, I did like Harbaugh at his presser on Monday talking about, yeah, a couple scenarios. He could play. The other scenario is he couldn't play. I, I love Harbaugh in his comments. Yeah, I don't think he's going to pick up his phone and dial all of us individually and let us know before right. the week is done. I'm not, I'm not expecting to hear that. I mean, and, and look, Donovan Edwards, same thing. Luke Schoonmaker, same thing. Uh, Mike Morris, same thing. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I, I feel more optimistic about Schoonmaker and Morris, given they were in uniform last week and went through warm-ups to a certain degree. And the fact that Blake Corm returned to the field at all seems to be somewhat reason to be encouraged. But, you know, they had to, they, they didn't sense any structural damage with the initial exam. And I've been on the field for 16 years and I saw those knee exams. They start pulling the knee every which direction and can tell right away if there's ligament damage. And they wouldn't have put them on the field if there was. So, uh, then the next question is, all right, well, what is it? And did an MRI reveal anything that would keep him from playing? And, you know, I would just, uh, my guess, and I think this is a pretty good guess here, we'll find out at noon on Saturday. Yeah, and Harbaugh, I just, again, I can't get over the quote. Yeah, a couple of scenarios. One, he will play. One, he won't play. So let's look at both scenarios. Uh, and Doug yeah. Karsh, voice of Michigan football, joining us. Uh, here on the Huge Show across Michigan. If you have a limited quorum, how does that change the game for Michigan? If you have no quorum and no Edwards, uh, now now you get into the arm of J.J. McCarthy or hoping that a backup has one of those historic days against the Buckeyes in Columbus. Yeah, you start getting into, okay, um, how how good can that offensive line be for whoever's carrying the football, right? If you look at... And what Michigan does that's above average or, you know, considered to be way above average, I would start with play from the offensive line, which won the Joe Moore Award a year ago, and now people are arguing that it might be better this year, might be a better group this year. Um, so can they step up their game? If you look at Ohio State, the trends of going into that game, they have uh, allowed some pretty large rushing totals to teams that aren't great at running the football. I'm just kind of getting into that part of the preparation. So can Michigan, you know, regardless is, you know, if, if, if Evan Hall can do it at Northwestern, can CJ Stokes do it for Michigan? You know, that's sort of the, the question that you have in terms of running the ball. And then defensively, you know, if they have Mike Morris back, that group has gotten better and better. And surprisingly, I mean, they will surpass last year's sack total, even though they don't have Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo. Kind of collectively, they're doing it as a group. And Jesse Minter has done a great job as the defensive coordinator in his first year. So something's going to have to happen that's the out-of-body experience. And, you know, hey, Cardell Jones was a third-string quarterback. He led Ohio State to a win in this game. You think of Tyler O'Connor going down there with Michigan State. That was an out-of-body experience, right? So strange stuff can happen in college football, but everybody's got to pick it up a little bit, right? Yeah, Doug, and I think the guy that I'm looking to where they haven't had to rely, this is kind of crazy if you think about it for a Michigan quarterback. And a guy who took the job from Cade McNamara earned it. That they haven't had to say to J.J. McCarthy, go win us a football game. 
all year because well, of quorum. They kinda, yeah, they kind of did at the end of the Illinois game, right? They didn't have quorum. Yeah. They didn't have Edwards. And they had a deficit in the fourth quarter, and he led them on three scoring drives, right? So they were all field goals, but they came from behind, and he got them into field goal range and probably made two and maybe three plays that if he doesn't make them, they lose the game. Certainly the two fourth down conversions. But um, so he, he, I would say that was good for him to get that experience last week. Um, even though they didn't get the ball in the end zone. Now, uh, it's a little bit different when you're on the road. Um, there's an argument that could be made that Illinois' defense is better than Ohio State's. So, we'll find out. I mean, they could step up and play their best game, too. So, um, there's a lot of variables go into this one. But, yeah, uh, J.J., it's hard to imagine the, a scenario that Michigan wins the game without J.J. McCarthy playing very well. Yeah, and I think my question more was centered on going into a game. They haven't had the game plan for J.J. to win it because the O-line and quorum have been so dominated. And with Edwards healthy, like I said, you had the best one-two running back combo in America, something you normally see with a Georgia, Alabama, and Oklahoma, one of those schools. So I do trust the defense, but you mentioned Morris. Uh, you, you can see how much they missed him on that defensive line last week. Yep. Yep, definitely. I thought I was a little surprised that they were, it wasn't more pressure on DeVito, but of course they got off the field in the fourth quarter when they needed to. They really played well. And I mean, Michigan in their final series, they rotated through three true freshmen. Kenneth Grant was on the field for some big plays at the end of that game when they had to get off the field. Mason Graham, Jimmy Rolder, Will Johnson. Um, but they were getting down on the depth chart, and guys got opportunities where they had to make plays. And fortunately for Michigan's sake, they did. So if you're Ryan Day and you're looking at Michigan and you're Harbaugh and obviously you've been looking at Ohio State for a while, what is the area Michigan can attack where they can leave Columbus uh, with another trip to the Big Ten title game? Well, again, I'm just starting to really get into Ohio State prep, but I'm not sure... I feel like the whole menu should be there for the play callers for Michigan. I think they can attack through the air and attack on the ground. Certainly their ground game has been more effective this year, but getting Luke Schoonmaker back has been JJ's go-to guy. But, um, you know, they've, I think Ohio State's defense um, is better than a year ago, but I, I'm not sure, like, Michigan's faced Iowa's defense, Illinois' defense. Um, comparably speaking, uh, you know, is Ohio State's defense better than those teams? Um, now, just like Michigan last year, Josh Gaddis said they saved a whole bunch of stuff for Ohio State and they intentionally set up trends so they could break them against Ohio State. Ohio State may have done some of the same things defensively with their new defensive coordinator that they are saving specifically to beat Michigan. Hey, um, you know, Michigan coaches, when they interview for jobs, they're asked about, you know, what, how would you attack this Ohio State defense? Or how would you attack this Ohio State offense? So, you know, Ohio State, I'm sure, has had the Michigan plan in as well, that uh, stuff that they've saved just for the Michigan game. Doug Karsh is the voice of Michigan football. He'll be in Columbus Saturday on the Wolverine IMG Network, Ohio State, Michigan. Winner, I think, guarantees themselves a spot in the Final Four, even if they would lose uh, the Big Ten title game. Uh, the loser would need help, like USC losing to Notre Dame or losing in the Pac-12 game and TCU losing uh, also one more game the rest of the way. 
Uh, if you're Ohio State and you look at Michigan right now, the reverse question that I mentioned uh, with Ryan Day, uh, the area I would attack is, you know, those drag routes, linebackers, their receivers are the best in the country. Does Michigan uh, have the linebackers to handle those crossing routes? The secondary has been impressive. Will Johnson, the freshman, uh, will need to step up. Your thoughts on what Ryan Day more than likely will do to try and win that game? Well, I think they want to throw the ball. I yeah. think they want to take advantage of their depth at wide receiver. That's why the weather forecast, which is trending to be pretty bad, is kind of important. I mean, Ohio State did move the ball through the air rather effectively last year in spite of the snow. Um, but when the game was over, uh, I, I think I think they would admit that the conditions weren't ideal for them. But, I mean, Michigan does not want this to be a shootout. They want this to be an old school, in the trenches, Big Ten, bad weather, November 5th fight, right? And if they can turn it into that, they'll be happy. So if it's raining and it's windy, I think Michigan will say, bring it on. By the way, their team is built. And Harbaugh's team is more old school, tight ends, you know, run the ball, out tough you, show some Dan Campbell grit. <laughs> that's that's what they're hoping this turns into Saturday. You know, the defense hasn't been challenged with a passing attack like this. I mean, if we go through game by game, even the Cupcakes non-conference, you go to the Big Ten, uh, you ask yourself, obviously a lot of teams haven't faced an offense uh, like what Ryan Day has in Columbus. Do you believe the back seven uh, is strong enough to slow them down enough for Michigan to get that W? Yeah, I do. I really like that group. Um, DJ Turner is obviously the star back there. Rod Moore, the most cerebral safety that's, that always seems to be in the opponent's playbook. And Jamon Green has come a long way. I think we'll see a lot of Jamon Green, Will Johnson, and DJ Turner on the field together at the same time. Mikey Sainris will switch from offense to defense has gone better than almost all of those those position changes go historically. Uh, he's been very good. So, yeah, I do I do think this Michigan back seven, the, the secondary in particular, look, they, they probably will have five and sometimes six defensive backs on the field if it is a good weather game and Ohio State gets a chance to air it out. I think they'll try and counter with that. Uh, Junior Colson, the middle linebacker, is quietly having a good season. So, you know, these are – Things to keep an eye on, but yeah, I do. I would have been pleasantly surprised by Michigan secondary. Now, them face to face a test like this, right? This will be the hardest uh, they have faced. The best receiving core they have faced this year is is it Maryland? Is it is it Michigan State? Uh, Ohio State's a different animal. Doug Carr's voice of Michigan football. Final question for you, Doug: Are the Michigan receivers uh, before the season began? I thought it was the deepest receiving core anywhere, maybe not the most athletic, you know, if you look top heavy, like, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. with Ohio State. But, uh, you know, Ronnie Bell's been consistent. uh, But the ability to just catch some simple passes, I know J.J. has been off on some easy throws. And uh, Anthony, I really thought when J.J. uh, took over the job that he would become his go-to receiver, it just seems to be a lack of separation and also flat-out drops, the mental side of this. Uh, what's going on with the Michigan wide receivers this year? Don't know. That's a great question. I mean, you see a lot of the guys that made these plays last year not doing it with the same consistency this year. you got to make a contested catch. Um, you know, Everything isn't, doesn't have you running three or four steps clear and the ball perfectly delivered on the numbers. 
and that's true everywhere. Uh, it's not just it's not just in Michigan. And you know, right after Andrew Anthony didn't make that play in the end zone, Illinois had a third down where they floated one out. I think it was to to Washington who went up and made a contested catch right in front of the the Illini bench. And we said that's that's the example of a receiver making a play to help out his quarterback. And um, you know, it's it's interesting that Schoonmaker became JJ's go-to guy. He has been very reliable, but the the rest of those guys, we know they can do it, right? Cornelius Johnson made some big plays a year ago. Ronnie Bell made some big plays. Andrew Anthony made some big plays. So now it's a question of why hasn't it happened? Maybe this game brings out the best in them. Um, I mean, huge. We've seen it in the past, right? It's a rivalry game. It's it's where crazy stuff can't happen, and you know they. I feel like they have the to put it to you like this. I feel like they have the solution in house. It's just a matter of them going out and exceeding the way that they've played so far leading up to this game. Doug Karsh, voice of Michigan football with John Jansen and the crew Saturday in Columbus on the Wolverine IMG Network. Doug, always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. All right, good to talk to you, Huge.